Mom met a new guy she really liked. Liked him enough to let him take me upstate hunting. Now the memory is a little fuzzy to remember how long they were dating before she handed me over to him. I guess she thought I needed a strong role model figure in my life. Dad wasn't around and can't let the boy get too soft. So off you go to some ritualistic rite of passage. Hunting. I remember leaving on a Friday night and hating every minute of vacating my comfort zone. I learned how to shoot a gun and a rifle that weekend and also learned that hunting is not for me. I'm not against it. It's just not for me. I've never been one to be a guy's guy and I'm okay with that, but it's taken me some time to get there. Welcome to Broken Corners. This week we're talking about times when other people's ideas about gender roles shape parts of our lives. I'm Karen. And I'm Amanda. Uh, what did you what what did you go to hunt? <laughs> uh deer. Yeah, did you get to take a shot or No, I just I didn't go. Like I, I didn't even go with the pack. I just held I stood back and walked around with another um kid. Oh, okay. So like I learned how to shoot, how to load the thing and like do all these things, but I didn't like go with them to To actually I, try yeah. to find animals to shoot. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. Did you uh so th- this guy, he was he from New York City too? Um, well, he's my stepfather now, and they've been together oh. for like over 30 years. Oh, right. <laughs> and um, I don't know. So he is, uh, he's from Haiti, mm. and uh, they met at a Spanish nightclub. Okay. Saucy. <laughs> and um, did, yeah. he, did he hunt in Haiti? Yeah. I mean, he, he's, I mean, he's like a real like hunter. Like he loves hunting. I mean, he's like in his 70s and still goes hunting. Yeah. You know? Even flies up from Florida to go like deer hunting in New York. Oh, okay. So, but like, I mean, he's the type of guy that like, well, you know, his family was well off in Haiti mm. uh, because like his family, they built a lot of the hotels Okay. in Haiti, you know, a while back. But, you know, coming here, the money, not so much. <laughs> okay. But, um, but they, they loved hunting. I mean, one of his great stories is that he came here and he caught um, a pigeon on a fire escape and like cooked it and <laughs> and his sister who sponsored him you know is um his immigration yeah these things she was like yo you can't do that here like <laughs> you don't kill and eat pigeons like he is like a hunter that's like and he loves it he loves yeah. to like skin the thing and like just eat it and cook it i mean, I mean a city pigeon's gonna be about the size of a cornish game hen when you yeah, dress that thing it's true. so yeah but you don't i don't think you want to eat what it's been eating no not no, not in nueva yorka no I would uh, imagine in the 60s, they were probably healthier. <laughs> I hope so. Well, so was this the was this the first time you'd hung out with him? I had met him like maybe once or twice prior. So like I'm, maybe I might, like, I might be like misremembering this, but I just feel <laughs> like I was abducted and taken Yeah, hunting. just taken away from yeah, your city. Yeah, and I did not want to go. And it was just one of the things where I didn't have a choice. So was it awkward in the car too? Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. And like the only like, did he try to talk to you? Yeah, and he had his friend with him, who whose friend bought his son. Mm. So I had like another young, like a kid my age, to like talk to, hang out. But right. like, I don't like talking. And like, I still, don't, I'm not comfortable like in social situations. Right. Even, so you're like, just like I'm in a box with three strangers. Exactly. And then I have to go yeah, get I'm a just, gun out. Yeah, and looking out the window, like they're gonna kill me. <laughs> Oh no. They're all just gonna kill me. (laughs) Well did it so when you when you weren't that into it, how did how did your, you know, stepdad to be react? I don't think he really I don't you know, hmm. He's a funny one. I don't know if like I don't know if he cared or if like you know, I 
Yeah, I don't, I really don't know. Was this the last <laughs> time they tried with the toughen up regime or? Uh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. They just, you know, knew that, like, yeah, they never did. Like, then we tried other things, like, to try to, you know, like, he took me um, to the horse track. Oh, okay. Which is fine, because I come from a family of gamblers, which, you know, so I learned how to, like, you know, do the box, to, you know, all the types of gambling. And, you know, we won some money. Right. And is that, so is that a gendered thing? I don't think so. Because, but he, did he take your sister, too? <laughs> no, he just took me. But I think, like, my sister was older, and my mom had, uh, she went to, on vacation with one of her friends. To oh, Santa okay. Domingo. And um, so it was just me and him. <laughs> and he took you to the Yeah, track. this was, like, a couple of years later, and it was just, like... He's like, hey, you want to come? He has like a thick accent. I'm not going to make fun of it, but I kind of want to. Um, <laughs> so like, uh, he's like, let's go. I'm like, uh, I'm like, all right. He's like, because he's, I guess what made me want to go, or at least this was more kind of something that I would want to do because it had money involved. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, there is a possibility that I'm going to get some money. And afterwards, I could buy like G.I. Joe or something. Okay. You know? So yeah, he took me to the track. We bet on the horses. It was aqueduct. And then like. After that, I won like a little bit of money. I'm not even sure if I won, but he gave me some money, and then yeah. I just went and played with some friends and bought some shit. Is that where your your slot machine love came from? No, or? that's like I said, I come from like a family of gamblers. Like yeah. my grandmother used to like do the numbers, like you know, like in the neighborhood. Where you go to the deli and yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Okay. So like, and we love like my mother loves. Slot is it machine. at the deli, or is there like a guy who goes around? It's various. Things. I read about this in the um, Malcolm X autobiography. Yeah, but that's the only that's the only thing I know about doing. The no, numbers. it's a real thing. Like they, you go, you can go places, or like you just give the money to your friend, or the neighbor, or the neighbor would go and to the spot, the number okay. spot they call it. Did she play the number every day, or did she play the same number every day? Oh uh, yeah, I mean sometimes. Well, you know how it is. You, you dream something. Oh, you play that. Oh, I saw this number. Like it's real. Like and oh people, really? And to this, did day, she Santeria it? I don't. I don't think it was Santeria. Like they have. Um, but could you? I guess you. Oh, I. You can't manipulate that. I don't know. Well, so wait. What was the? So you pick a number, but then what's the number that it gets matched against? Well, they have the. So like it's, they, you know, the lotto kind of mimics this. So like the the they have the three numbers and they have the four. Okay. Where you um you could pick it and then if you do it straight. So like if you got one eight seven. And you get it straight. Mm-hmm. You win like a certain amount of money, and the money that you win is all dependent on how many people bought into it. Yeah, okay. but if you box it, then that means it can come either way. So like seven one eight. Yeah, and you would still win like, but like a, a prorated amount, a lesser amount because okay. it's not like so you know because you played it a little bit safe. And who? So when it's off the books, who's holding that money? The bookie. The bookie. Yeah, the guy. The guy. Okay. But then, but then, what is the what is the number? How does the number get picked? That I don't know. That's a good question. Because I thought I want to say you know it was something like I, it was something that would come up. No, I can't remember why, but like something on the, from the post office. I don't know. I, I don't. Know I, don't um, I don't really because we. Yeah, like. And, I don't but you just would that. like believe the bookie. Like yeah, it has to be something. I don't know. It how has to be did something it. you could check, right? Yeah. I, that's a good question. I'm gonna have to ask my mother. Okay. Oh, but they were serious. They had like number books, and then the number books were like man, like matched, and you would have like if you dreamt this, and these are the number. Like, yeah, it's really intense and involved. Oh. So like you know. So like, like um, new agey kind of. Yeah, like oh, I dreamt the uh, I dreamt of this, and you know, oh, you should play that, or you know, like oh, 
um, Papo Stone was born and he was six six pounds, 12 ounces. Oh, I'm going to play 6'12". Oh. You know, like, you should play that. This number. is lucky for me today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, different things. Like, okay. oh, yeah. And weird, but it's just... Did people, like, how much would you win if you won? Did did your family ever win? I would, I would say they probably won. I, I don't know. I was really young. I don't know how much, the, how the money was flowing around the house, but I'm sure... Yeah. I, it's one of those things where you win... And then, like, that keeps you coming back. It was, like, more. a couple hundred bucks? Probably. Maybe even more. Yeah. So, like, I know somebody... How much do you, how much do you have to put in to play? That I don't know. Like, a dollar? Well, I know the, the, the one for the lotto is, like, a dollar. Okay. Maybe they matched the lotto numbers. Oh. I don't know how long that game... Yeah. So, it's, like, an off-books lotto? Yeah, maybe. So, That's I know so cool. someone that won, and they boxed it, and they won 500 bucks. Mm. Now, that's 500 bucks? I would like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? So you liked money when you were a kid. I uh, yeah. Or I like mean, you had. I knew what it. You know, you can get toys. Ah, uh, okay. So like, you get money, you get toys. So I like, always had like a scheme going. Oh. I always had these little entrepreneurial ideas, mm-hmm. like when the girls in my grade got really into friendship bracelets. Right. Then I would sit home and do like a little. They were my baby spreadsheets that okay. I wrote out by hand of. Okay, so embroidery floss costs this much per skein. So if I have a dollar, I can get this many skeins and I can get this many, um, make this many bracelets out of it. Right. And then I would go buy the buy it. And I had to do it on, on the DL because, you know, I didn't want my mom to know I spent right, money on anything. Take that money out of the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I was, I was young, so there was no fridge money oh, okay. yet. This was just my, this was just my special plan. Um, so I remember like I bought all this embroidery floss and then I thought, oh, I hate making these bracelets and I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it at all, but I think I'm going to sell it. I'm right. going to sell it to the popular girls, you know. I don't know. It's funny. I always had like something in the back of my head like that of, you know, because for me what it was was not toys. It was to get books from the um, the weekly reader, you know, like yeah, the Scholastic. Uh, scholastic, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why I always had a scheme going. Yeah, I mean, were there like, you know, growing up was funny because, um, especially in my house where like Latino households, like the man is like, you have to portray these like specific roles. You have to do this. And, um, you know, I never like displayed a lot of those roles yeah. and I, I don't think it was an issue for, it was an issue for my dad when he was around, um, where he would like, like, you know, my mother told me this later on where he would yell, or they would have fights about that. I wasn't like, you know, I was, you know, not, I guess, boy, man enough or boy enough. Yeah, like, butch enough. Know, yeah, butch enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and I think it was an issue for him. It might have been an issue for him because um, my uncle Eli, who I spoke about in the last episode, was gay. Oh, okay. And he was out and he lived with his partner. And then, like, this was like the 70s and 80s. And, like, and that was your dad's brother? Yeah, it was my, it might have, I don't know, it might have been an issue for him. But, like, um, so, you know, Whatever they, you know, everyone, everyone knew, but no right. one cared. I mean, his mother said awful things, but um, she still treated him like a son. Okay, one of those double standard things. But um, you know, and I think he was worried about that. But other than that, like it just wasn't. I just didn't. You know, I like kid things. I like you know, I I like GI Joe. I like soldiers and stuff. Yeah. I just wasn't like. I was I was a, I was scaredy cat when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. So I didn't didn't. I just don't think he liked that enough. Okay. Which is fine. Fuck him, right? <laughs> yeah. But, um... That's funny because I always thought, or th- think even, that, um... 
Latinos have there there is, you know, there's sort of the the macho stuff and there's gender roles that go with it, but then there's also I think um an ability to to not conform to that as much sometimes. Like there's more it's okay to be more emotional. Um or to you know to show emotion and to be more flex. I mean, because I, I you're not I never thought of you you right. know definitely as somebody who's um, you know playing by old school like that stuff just doesn't even seem that relevant anymore. But I get, but it's based right. on who you're around. Yeah, I mean it's also funny like um, you know you have like so many. Yep, I mean you have stereotypes too, right? So like the Latinos are like they're romantic and like yeah you know, fiery. They're, so they're 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 emotional, but that's like also something that can be used, you know, against them. They're hot tempered. They're right. They're you know this or they're that. I mean, just ask our president who <laughs> who defines us by weird things all the time. Right. But I mean, those are just stereotypes, and I think I just find it funny that it's it's my sister when we were kids got rewarded for being like tough and butch if you will Mm -hmm. and i didn't get rewarded for being emotional or sensitive you know what i'm saying like so um that's and that's that household but you know these are the things that i mean what about you i mean were there any you know things that were expected of you because you were a girl or growing up or yeah it was very uh it was very old-fashioned the split that was expected like um there were things that I wasn't allowed to do. Not, I mean, my brother was three years older than me, so there were things that, because of age, right. it would make sense that he could do sooner than me. But then, um, like, like I was never allowed to mow the lawn. Allowed. Allowed. Okay. <laughs> um, I know. If, if you're expected to do it, I'm sure it's not some big treat. But it was the thing was, it wasn't, um, oh, you're too little or you'll hurt yourself. It was, you're a girl. Oh, okay. Just straight up. So mowing you're the lawn a girl. As a, as a man. Yep, that's Bar. that's something for and so, um, you know, things like setting the table and and cleaning. Right. That was for me. You had to. But do then that. part of that too was that um, you asked my brother to do that kind of stuff, right. and he would fuck it up on purpose, and Smart. so then, you know, he'd fuck it up. They'd have they'd yell at him. He still wouldn't do it right. He, they'd yell. He still wouldn't do it right. Right. And so then they would just ask me to do stuff. So there was sort of more of a split of if something was full on manual labor, yeah. he was going to need to do it. But everything else, everything else was me. Right. Um, but then my mom was, there were weird things too of, you know, oh, you can't use the microwave because even though I was 12 years old, you can't use the microwave because you'll put metal in it. Oh, like you were not even smart enough to know how this thing operates. Right. Yeah. Right. And my mom had a very definite idea that, um, that my brother was smart and I was nice. Oh, we both got really good grades, um, but in the the reason the reason I know this, we had a situation where uh, we were so we were three years apart. So when I was in fifth grade and when he was in eighth grade, we went to this Catholic school. All you know, ever since kindergarten, both right. of us. And my mom had antagonized. <laughs> my mom had fought with every teacher my brother had um, because he would get in trouble, and then she would you know she would say that it was them. Right. Um, she would still scream at him and smack him, but it, you know, she had wrangled with everybody and this was after she had gotten them to let us go there for free. Yeah. You, yeah. You mentioned that. She yeah. A, and, uh, but then she would, <laughs> she would fight with his teachers yeah. and, um, yeah, it, it just was always like that. There was always something. So we had decided he was going into the, the Catholic school ended in eighth grade. So he was going to go into public high school for yes. ninth grade. And I, 
I wanted to switch to Catholic or Catholic to public middle school in sixth grade. And the, they were, the school was not happy mm. about it. They called me to the principal's office and asked me why I was leaving. <laughs> and, um, and I, my mom had fought with the principal. They hated one another. Um, <laughs> and I told her, I just came up with something on the spot, which I told her that, you know, I thought the public school had a really good choir program and that's, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, so then there was some situation at the end of the school year where my a kid in my brother's class who was a farm kid, um, somebody sprayed him with some some like stink spray. I don't know. It was like a joke stink yeah, yeah, yeah. spray kind of thing. And then my brother didn't have anything to do with it, but he had this big lunchbox. Mm-hmm. There was like a cooler almost. <laughs> yep. He was that kid. And uh, <laughs> and so the kids who sprayed this other kid ran by and they put it in my cooler. brother's lunchbox. And so then he was part of the whole thing. And so he was going to, they were going to keep him back from the class trip to an amusement park and um, have him do like a in-school detention that day. Yeah. And so my mom just said, no, he's, he's not doing that. And he's also not going to be at the graduation ceremony for eighth grade, which eighth grade, that seems ridiculous to have graduation ceremony, but, um, but, and he was the valedictorian. Oh. So he didn't attend. And so then the day that should have been the graduation ceremony day, Child Protective Services showed up at our house. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we knew it was the church because they called my dad Harvey. Mm. And my my dad, I, I was just talking about this too. My, my dad's nickname was Sandy. That's right, what everybody Harvard, called him. Right. Nobody ever called him Harvard. But definitely nobody ever called him Harvey because it wasn't his name. His right. name was Harvard. But for some reason, everything that came from the church said Harvey. Mm. Uh, like if we get mailings with the bulletin and stuff like that, it said Harvey. Right. So we knew we knew it was them. And so my mom, you know, just invited him in and said... You know, this is what happened. This is who we are. Right. Um, but then when she, you know, when she would tell, when she told the story to my aunt and uncle and told the story to like, you know, other friends of the family, she straight up said about my brother, John, he, he gets good grades because he's smart. Karen gets them because the teachers like her. Oh. And I was like, oh, well, that's a good one to know. So the moral of the story is be nice. Be nice. <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I had the same teacher for fifth grade that he had for second grade, and nobody had to call and scream at her when I was in the class. Um, no, it just let me know where I stood. Yeah. And so then after that, my whole thing was like I would do enough to get the minimum grade possible to not get yelled at. Right. Um, to be nice enough. To be Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's what it was. It wasn't <laughs> – the, the thing was, so we were three years apart and my brother was like kind of a math genius. Like okay. he taught himself starting, starting in sixth grade, they would give him the math book for three years ahead wow. and then he would teach it to himself. And he was like massively left brained and I was massively, or no, left and right. God damn it. Whatever. True? I know what you're saying, but like, the, is that true? Like that? Well, he was like science and math right. and I was English and history and all that. So like he would give me. He would give me the the book from three years right. ahead of me mm-hmm. and ask me to read it for him. And like I think I told him what the book was about once. And then after that, he always wanted me to do it. And I was just like, fuck you after that happened. Because, you know, like in fourth grade, I was reading his seventh grade right. books. And so then he was doing his – what's that? that ni- you weren't that nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eventually. We were not on the same side. Right. We were not on the same side. So – 
Wait, why am I talking about this? I don't know. So my mom just had very specific. She just had very specific ideas and she made it very clear that she valued right. him more. But well, because he was a boy. He was a boy, yeah. But she also like hit him a lot. Because he was a boy. <laughs> yeah, well, because he was a boy and because I wasn't going to I wasn't going to get hit. Right. Like I did the math on that one and I was not going to get hit. So, um, yeah, it was it was weird. But also I, my dad never said that kind of stuff. Mm. I never thought he felt that way. But he also, you know, didn't say anything to shut it down. Right. I mean, how, the, I mean, the generals must have been slightly uh kind of askew in, in your household because because he was disabled because your dad's yeah disability so like yeah. your mom had to at times handle both like the a lot of the a lot of the stuff which would be you know typically identified for a specific role yeah yeah i always so, wondered if he felt yeah. emasculated by that yeah it's because he couldn't drive right and that meant he was just stuck yeah in the house um that freedom was and she handled mind. all the money and yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he was also, he short. was also, should you say short? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was also short. <laughs> um, no, he was born in 1923. Right. My mom was born in 1945. Like they were, you know, it's, yeah. I don't expect them to, to think the same things about this stuff or to have thought the same things about this stuff that right. I do now. Um, but it was also really surprising to me once I went to college and got around other people and was just yeah. like, oh shit, other people don't have these rules. Yeah. That just for some reason you're not good enough for yeah. nothing, you know, over nothing you have control over. Yeah, it's weird because, I mean, the, the generals in my house, because I, I grew up with my grandmother and my mother and my grandfather was sporadically around. And it was like that, you know, there were there were no. It's one of those things where I kind of we were talking about before, like there are no roles and everyone should do everything. Mm-hmm. However, they're quick to judge if the roles outside the house are like are weird, you know, or, or oh, not to their like, standard. Like or, who's making the money? Yeah, or just anything like you know, like oh, in this house, we doesn't matter, but we can we'll totally be critical of other people's households. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like wait, yeah. what, what? No, this 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 doesn't work. You know what I mean? I mean, I one of the things I appreciate though, and which can be. Is that my grandmother basically between her, my uncles and me, um, she basically made us learn how to cook, learn how to do the laundry, and learn how to just take care of ourselves. Because basically, she would say, uh, "Don't let any woman have any control over you." <laughs> so <laughs> that's a that's like a double blind. That's amazing. Yeah, so she basically all then maybe that's why we all have. He's been separated once from our wives. All, 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 all the men. You're like, oh, I don't need to put up with this. Yeah, fuck it, I'm going. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I got skills. <clears throat> yeah, so it's like I don't, and we're very. Well, all I think, of us are independent, and maybe sometimes a little too much. Where, yeah, you know, it's like I get away from it. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, that seems like that's the that's the reverse of what's happened with women, where if you're not relying on men for money, you're not going to put up with it necessarily. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's why there's so many more single people now. Yeah. That's one of the reasons. Yeah. Well, do you, you know, you have a daughter. I do. So do you ever find yourself, you know, is there ever anything with her where you realize that you're going one way or another on the gender stuff? It's funny because, you know, we, because she's, she's a lot like me and we both like, we like comic books. We like superhero stuff. 
Um, we like wrestling. We watch these are the things that we do together. Um, and I mean this in a great way. You're both sensitive. We're very yeah, both of us very sensitive. Um, but you know, it's funny. Like she can be really um, like take like a tomboy quality or whatever. But then at the same time, you know, she's very like, oh, I want to get my hair did. Yeah, I want to have my nails done, which is fine. Well, you she's really be... physically she's really physically active, right? Yeah. She's... So she's that's great that she's probably got a competence you know around yeah. that or feeling a confidence yeah it's just a really weird when she's like oh and then all of a sudden like she's can be like all like talking with the kid the boys in her class about wrestling or yeah comic books um no but and you know then but then all at the same time she's like oh you know i want like you know the nails and this for some reason this pinky the middle ring finger has to be a different color yeah I don't know what. What's that about? I don't know what that's about either. It's just <laughs> but, variety. And then, you know, she wants to get her hair done in a certain way. So, you know, she's balancing. That's awesome. No, that's fine. She's balancing, like, the the different roles. Because we all... we all Well, because they're not really even roles. Right. They're not... And It's totally artificial that they're roles. And it's okay to go, like, to have, like, a swervy line on both. Yeah. You know, and to not be a monolith labeled girl. Exactly. Or boy. That's right. You know, we're human. We're not robots yeah well you said you were i am a robot <laughs> that's what i use my robot voice oh did you know i dropped my pitch when i did that did you notice that because all robots are all robots are dominant <laughs> no, I, was, I, read this, <laughs> I read this article the other day about how um women's the the pitch of women's voices has yeah. dropped over time um when you listen to um recordings or you know watch films from the 40s or 50s yeah they're so much higher than they oh, are yeah. now um and they think that it's because typically um a lowered pitch equals dominance in social situations mm -hmm. and so like if they've they've done studies where if you have a, a mixed gender group of people um who have to make decisions and they they force certain people they assign certain people to make decisions right. And within two minutes of it starting, the women who are having to make decisions lower their pitch significantly. In in like from start to finish, it gets significantly lower. Yeah, as soon the, as they wow. have to start directing what's happening right. within the group dynamic, they lower their pitch. Wow. Um, yeah, I thought that was so interesting. And, you know, they're speculating that it relates to, you know, women's equality right. coming up. And um, they can even even compare women now from country to country. So yeah. it was saying that in Japan, women's voices are much higher than in, what was it, the Netherlands? And the the wage gap for gender is so much higher. Wow. It's so much larger in Japan than it is in the Netherlands. Jesus. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Right? And I was, they, they mentioned too, um, you know, about Hillary mm -hmm. in the last election, how trying to find that sweet spot right. for her of you can't sound strident don't don't raise you don't get all squeaky and yeah. yell but then don't don't yell like a man also don't mimic african-american dialect in your some of your speeches that's fair that might be helpful that might be helpful <laughs> don't talk about hot sauce yeah it comes off as disingenuous it's just yeah that that one i don't even know what she said it it, it was it was so i was like Ooh. that's that's a hard one uh this, that's not that's not my Hillary apologism coming out. It's hard to when you're when you're someone who has a um, an ear an ear for um, I don't know for for sound for right. you know for um, accents and for yeah. voices and for pitch and you're you know if you're musical 
it can be so hard to not just re- like replicate things that you hear. Yeah. yeah and you don't true. necessarily mean it at a. No, but I mean, you the, know, like when we're when I'm on the subway, yeah. I I definitely sometimes go ding dong after the <laughs> after the bell chimes. It's so stupid. And it's so stupid. At you going, Sit away from that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no. yeah, yeah. She's about to. Yeah, you know, but sometimes like you know, people can mimic an accent or dialect or, and it's it just with her on that one moment. And I'm not. Yeah. Listen, I voted for her, so I'm not. This is not why she lost, but it just. <laughs> It just. Um, oh my god! Wouldn't it be nice if that was why? It might have been. That'd be so lovely. <laughs> it if that's have been. if that's what. But it was. no, it was just what I heard. Like cringe. I was like, oh my god, that's because it sounded offensive. Yeah. And it was just like, no, don't you don't have. Well, that. Well, it was like, like you just cho- you chose not to mimic Claude. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. But that's because I've been mimicking him for like the thirty plus years. Right. I'm, I'm choosing to be an adult about it. <laughs> no, but like, um, when, what? How is a Haitian accent? I'm not trying to get you to do it, but how, I, I can't. I can't hear accent, how Haitians different his, from well, Jamaican. Well, it's like it's you know it's like they speak French. They speak Creole, oh. which is like you know like the patois and right. Like, so um, and so it's very like French and like very but like very thick and but his is a little slightly off, and it's a little different. So um, why? I don't know. <laughs> So, like, it's just, it's very, like, when you hear it, you're like, you know. And sometimes I call my mother and I, I, I pretend I'm him and she's, like, falling for it. <laughs> so that's always fun. But, no, I, I think it's funny because, like, you look at Hillary and then you look at Bill, who can kind of, like, go in between the Because African. he's Southern. Yeah, that's true. And it's very, yeah. So, but it, it also doesn't seem like he's putting on, like, you know, like a, a, a fake suit. You know, Right. Like, I'm going to wear this or whatever. It's And he's just more charismatic. I mean, let's, let's Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but I, you know, the, I found Hillary most charismatic after she lost. Mm. And I think a lot of people did. Yeah. And, you know, you're you're left, you know, wondering why wasn't that person the person running. Yep. <laughs> you know, when she gave that speech, I think to some, I forgot where it was, to, there was like a lot of young women in the crowd. Mm-hmm. It was a really great speech. And I was just like, oh, where were you? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But. What are you going to do? Yeah. So do you, with all of that, with sort of the the expectations from when you were a kid and then uh, did you end up being the the kind of man that you wanted to be or that you thought you'd be? Or how, how did that all shake out for you? Like, what's your sense of yourself now as Jesus. the man oh that you are? Uh, the person I. No. Oh, no, that's <laughs> no, fair. Um, no, that's I, fair. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think my idea of, of what I, I don't really, I don't want to look at it as a man or a woman thing. I think it's, it'd just be a good person. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know. Um, well, did the, you, did you take away from, so you, you knew that they were saying that like you weren't the right kind of boy. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. that mess you up? I made me sad. Yeah. As a child. But like, you know, it's one of those things where if you're, if you're always like on the, I don't know outskirts, or if you're not, you've been othered in some way. Yeah, you're. You start to embrace that. Yeah, and kind of be like, well, fuck that. This is who I am. I mean, you know, sometimes it doesn't go that way, and you, you know, you start to, um, you know, some people might damage, you know, be like not damage, but they might take that and be really hurt by it, and then hurt themselves by it. Yeah. But I, I didn't care that much because I, I just wanted like, you know, growing up, meeting different people, meeting people who. You know, you surround yourself with people who you want to be surrounded with mm-hmm. and, and meeting people who are 
who are sensitive and emotional and you know you're not being like vilified for having these emotions yeah um you you actually grow as a person more because you're like oh i am this is value this is actually worth something right you know being like you know you know fuck those people they're stuck in their their little pot now i can you know i have this huge garden to grow <laughs> I have feelings. I have. Feelings. I have a feelings garden. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that's true. I mean, eventually you can just reject it because it's not what you want to be anyway. Yeah. No, I want to be. Open. I mean, it's okay to fail at something you're not interested in. Sure. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> no. Yeah. I just and I don't want to surround myself with people who are who don't think that way. Yeah. And who are very rigid and like don't you know? I feel I feel actually kind of bad for people like that because I know a lot of people who are stuck in a very you know, way. And then like, you know, when I talk to them, usually when they get drunk, they start like, you know, like coming decompressing or like, you know, and then you start to hear that, oh, you have feelings and you're, right. and then you're, why are you crying? You know, like, <laughs> like, you know, because they bottled it up so much and it's like, all right, now when you're done and you're sober, like really what you should do is take another look at your life and feel, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's not, I don't know. Some people, it's hard. I know it's hard. Yeah, I think, yeah, some of the people I know who have the most highly performative gender roles, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, they get drunk and then you find out all kinds of things. Yeah, and it's like, because they've repressed so much. Right. And then it's finally, it's out and you're like, okay. Like, Like, why don't you just do this all the time? Right. and Be Be drunk all the time. Go to work. Be emotionally drunk all the time. How about you? I mean, are you the person that you want to be or think you want to be or... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm the person I want to be. Um, I never, I mean, I never felt like I was checking the girl box adequately. That's terrible. I'm sorry. (laughs) Check, baby, check. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I didn't. Well, also because I was sort of physically different Mm. than girls my age because they just were so tiny. Mm. They were so tiny because I always looked. I looked three or four years older than I was. And right. so I, you know, I was the size of a 13 or 14 year old when other girls, you know, were like nine or 10. Right. Um, and I just felt like I was from a different planet than them. Mm. And I was definitely, you know, I was like the same size that boys were. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I never, I never really. F- Un, I I never felt like I had a good grasp of what it was I was supposed to be doing. Okay. As a gal, and then uh, I just didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Eventually, I didn't care. Right. Um, but I had this. I had this weird. A couple years ago, I don't know if it was a. I don't know if it was a dream. Or what it. Or if I just sort of was thinking about this, but I had this. I think I had read American Gods mm. um, by Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. relatively recently. And there's some stuff in there about um, where the like where the native people originally came down from the um, the land bridge Mm -hmm. into from Russia, you know, into Alaska and Canada and then came down to the U.S. There was a lot of stuff in there about dream states and about sort of, you know, sweat lodge and, you know, letting your mind float out. And I had this I had this experience of. Um, and again, I can't remember if it was a dream or not, or if I was just thinking about this, but of like sort of floating up in a way mm-hmm. from myself and then having this feeling of, um, 
uh, like uh, any gender being gone. Okay. And I, I've never, I, I don't want to be a man. I'm not interested in being a man right. either, you know, biologically or in terms of, you know, gender, um, like gender, gender identification. Right, right, right. Um, but I felt this just insane amount of relief mm. that just like this tension in my stomach that sort of floated up and went away right. because it was like, it felt like I was half a mile away from who I was sort of floating in this grayness. Right. And if I wasn't, if I wasn't a woman, there were so many things that were bad that I didn't have anymore. And I, I, I like, I like being a woman and I definitely, you know, that that is my gender identity. I don't think of myself as gender queer. Okay. But I also have never forgotten that feeling of just like relief mm. of what if I didn't if what if I wasn't saddled with all this shit. Right, right, there no, like... And I know men men are saddled with, with yeah, shit too. Different shit. Yeah. Um but yeah, that that was really interesting. And so then I think there were different friends of mine that I talked to who I think of as so inherently feminine and Tr Tracy was one Tracy and like Maeve and Anna who right. to me are like women right um and all three of them were just like oh yeah I don't I'm I'm not the I'm not I'm not right right like I've I've never been able to be what right. I what I think I was supposed to be in terms of that so so that was really interesting because I I've just always thought of them so as so inherently female right um, and yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, what, what would it mean to be, uh, genderless? No. Well that, but also like, what would it mean to be like a hundred percent one way or the other? Like a hundred percent man. Like it, they, they would probably kill themselves. and like, right. <laughs> like, Cause that's not, that's not a real thing either. Like no, the, there's not. no way to, that's, you know, that's something, uh, I, I read a lot about in this whenever, whatever Olympics it was that, oh, I'm going to mess her name up, but Castor, I want to say, oh God, I want to say Semolina, and there's no way that's the right word, Castor. but there, there was this African, I don't remember from which country, but there was this African runner okay. who they um, forced to have tested because they said she was a man. Oh. And there is actually a history of countries running people of different genders in the Olympics, like Germany. They're, oh my God, there's this, they did bad stuff in the forties. Um, but so it's, you know, it's not outside the realm of possibility, but they, you know, they really humiliated, yeah. um, Just, her by, you know, forcing her to have these, you know, these biological tests, tests. Right. and like, Oh, prove who you are so that, cause people are so obsessed with fairness. Yeah. And the Olympics is not fair to start with well, for so many reasons. The Olympics is I, I fucking hate the Olympics. <laughs> And this is, that's a rant. I'm not, we only, oh. we don't have much time, but that's a rant that I, I can go on. I can get on. I, I have my soapbox here. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Olympics and the World Cup are two things that need to go away. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Well, it's because you, you take issue with the nationalism of it, right? Yes. I don't like nationalism. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. I also think that, you know, there's a lot of corruption in the, in the, the, what are the consortium? What are they called? The committee? What is, I don't even know what it's called. The committee for Olympic events? Yes. It's like some... <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> the un-American. <laughs> yeah, especially the World Cup one, I think, is the one that's really... I think um, 
what's his name? John, John Oliver did like a whole thing about how corrupt the World Cup. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's really some FIFA. Up, yeah, some fucked up shit. Okay, but um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But I, I think it's yeah. It's in, oh, go ahead. The <laughs> the reason I brought her up was so when I was when I was reading about that, um, people are so. People love to do this, like, oh, it's just common sense. If you've got a dick, you're a man. If you don't, you're a woman. Right. And the truth is that even, you know, people will say it is just a biological fact. You are right. one or another. But the scientists who, you know, the foremost international experts, it's one of those things where there is no set criteria. Right. Because it's, you can, you know, you have... Primary and secondary and probably tertiary sexual characteristics. Right. And so what mix is it of, okay, you check, you know, you've got two in this box and three in this box. Oh. And yeah. Ayo. <laughs> uh, so what, <laughs> but even then it, uh, I, re- I remember reading, you know, even down to a chromosomal level, right. you still, there is no, if you have this number or this number, it means you're a man or it means you're a yeah. woman. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's just no, well, like to, to say like, you couldn't all be all one or another. I I think you literally physically cannot be all no, one or nobody another. Can. That'd be, it's, you know, just like sexuality, it's a spectrum. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, a biological spectrum. You know, people are like, oh, well, you know, the, the, the idea of, of procreating is like, yeah, but we, we we're not meant to just procreate. We we have the luxury of thinking, we're and having feelings, and, and 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 having this vast like array of like attractions or whatever. So like, you're never going to be. You can't. There is no identification that can really. It's almost pointless. It's, yeah. Should be penis non penis, right? Would that be? <laughs> I don't know. If that's <laughs> that's called a binary. It, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, don't, but they don't attach any. I don't, I, yeah. Don't, I don't attach know. any penises. <laughs> no, you can attach a penis. No, I wasn't even thinking about that. I mean, they don't attach any like meaning to penis or vagina. Yeah. This is what you have. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. Well, that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Broken Corners. Uh, we'll be heading out. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Tune in. Tune in. And then also, you want to get in touch with us, there's Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Broken Twitter. underscore corners at twitter.com well you know how to get to twitter people if you don't i'm sorry and then you can email us at broken if you don't know how to get to twitter find us on facebook (laughs) (laughs) there's also an instagram account yeah and you can also uh email us at broken corners at gmail.com yeah thanks for listening thank you and have a good week bye